0: you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller.
1: Well, this is that in-between week. You know, there ought to be a name for this wonderful transition time between Christmas and New Year's. Time of reflection, planning, enjoying time with friends and relatives. You know, it really is a special time. I hope you're enjoying it. Hey, I'm going to do things a little bit differently this week. I'm going to make it a little shorter again. Just it's kind of a holiday special. But I'm going to be talking about some people who are doing some unique things. I think you'll enjoy it. Hey, our partner today for the show is Audible. Dot com. You hear me talk about them a lot. I got three great books I want to recommend that tie into some of the principles I want to share today. But again, if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash 48 days, you can start off with a free book. Great way to kick off the new year with some new motivation and inspiration. Certainly one of the things, probably the, the most important thing that I attribute any kind of success that I've had to, and that is reading or listening to great books. Well, our theme for today is, are your dreams big enough? I'm going to use this quotation, one I've used before at least once, but it's important enough right here at the end of the year. I want to share it with you again. Here's some of the things we're going to be talking about. Now, I did not pull questions this week. I have not even opened that magical mailbox that intrigues me all week long where your questions flow in there, and I love going through those, but I did not open those. I knew I did not want to have a regular length show today. So I'm going to talk about four people in the 48 days community who are doing some things that I think will inspire you. So we're going to talk about, can I really reach my dream life in 48 days? How can I be comfortable with failure? Are you capping your productivity? Are you limiting your impact? And then I've got a situation I want to ask you, is this really creativity? And then I'm going to give you four questions to find your greatest potential. Four questions to help you identify what is right there already, but how to recognize it and move forward and act on that. Now, our quotation, then I I said, are your dreams big enough? Our quotation comes from Ellen Johnson Sirleaf, who was the first African woman president. She said, if your dreams do not scare you, they are not big enough. I love that kind of thinking. A lot of times we want to play it safe. We want to just make sure that there's nothing unexpected or frightening or scary, certainly nothing risky. Well, that's a recipe for a very mediocre life. You want to welcome the unexpected, the things that other people are not doing. Now, when we talk about how to identify your greatest potential, I'm going to talk about that specifically. But here's some of the stories I want to share today. Now, this comes from Jeff David. Now, I'm going to tell you the people's names. These are people that I know, but Jeff just shared a piece in the 48 days.net community. And of course, I hope all of you are involved there. There continues to be hundreds and hundreds of conversations there every day at any given time. The groups are exploding in activity. So make sure that you're plugged in there, that you aren't depriving yourself of the resource that comes from the brain trust that we've got there in the 48 days.net community. But Jeff talked about this. He talked about, not really having accomplished what he had hoped that he would accomplish this year. But here's an interesting part of his sharing an update. Jeff says, as I've been very excited about the discussions, books, interviews, events, lunches with people from 48 days, I've shared much of that with my wife. I honestly thought she was listening just to be nice, but last month she was the one who took the 48 days step. Okay, it was a little longer than 48 days, but here's the story. She has worked in her current field for almost a decade, all for the same company. When she started 10 years ago, it was a small company where everyone was treated like family. Well, the only thing that is constant in this world is change. As this company grew and the founders started to phase out of the day-to-day operations, the culture changed drastically. My wife has been really miserable for a couple of years. The constant pressure at her work of never doing enough has worn her down and affected every area of her and our lives. It finally came to a head in April when she called me crying as she was so stressed out. We knew that she needed to make a plan for change, and that is exactly what we did. We hired a nanny for a couple days each week in the summer. This allowed her to dig out from the jam she was in with her workload. Once summer was over, we set a date of November 1st, 2014 to make the transition. During that time, she shared her plan with the senior principals. Some loved it. Others pushed fear on her. We kept moving forward. Now it's late December and she's doing the same work for the same people, but as an independent contractor, she's here. She's present. She has said how much more she enjoys her time with the kids this stuff works. And I thank you all so much for your example. I feel like I haven't gotten as far in my dream as I would have liked until my wife made the changes last month. I didn't realize how much I had been white knuckling things. It took so much effort to get through each day that I didn't have much energy for my dream. The last month has felt like a detox. I'm so grateful. And I feel so free when I take a step toward what I love but be careful people are watching you and just might find their own dream as my wife certainly did. Isn't that a great story? You know, and I love it for a couple of reasons. I wrote, wrote to Jeff. I said, Jeff, thanks so much for sharing your encouraging story. I realize that the perfect plan doesn't always unfold in 48 days, but you're a great example of how it can continue to appear over a period of time. If you keep making little steps of progress, Congratulations to Rachel for creating a plan and acting on it to move to a much better place and also allow yourself to savor the steps you have made this year as well. Then be specific on what it is that you're going to do for 2015. Now I've got a book I want to recommend that goes along with that. This is one of the old classics, it's been around forever and it is Zig Ziglar See You at the Top. Now this is a book that we used with our children when we were homeschooling them. You probably heard me talk about our kids didn't get a whole lot of spankings or timeouts, but they got attitude adjustments. Attitude adjustment being a time where we'd give them 10 minutes to sit quietly and listen to an audio of somebody like Zig Ziglar, see you at the top, telling those great stories, instilling in them the principles that have become lifelong parts of their own lives. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that in just a second but I want to recommend to that now you can get a copy of see you at the top. Now this is something the whole family can listen to. Believe me, my family listened to that one book over and over and over again. Back before we had digital audio, we were listening to cassette tapes in the car as we traveled. But instead of just listening to rock and roll music or something else or negative news, our kids knew we were going to be listening to that positive thinking stuff. Had we did. And this is one of those. So you can get a copy of See You at the Top by Zig or Get the 25th anniversary edition. It's only an hour and 42 minutes long, but it's a, it's a synopsis. It's a 25th anniversary edition. If you go to audiblepodcast.com slash 48 days, you can get a free copy of that if you're not yet a member of audible.com. So check that out. See you at the top. Now, one of the stories that Zig tells that I absolutely love is the story of the pump. Now, if you've been around and you've heard Zig, you know this story, but he talks about some friends of his that stopped down in South Alabama late in August. The weather was hot and boom, they're driving through the countryside and they see one of those old pumps. Remember those old pumps, those old metal pumps where you pull the handle up and push it down? I mean, the real kind of pump. I mean, we had one at our house in the backyard. It drew water out of the cistern, the container where we collected rainwater Many of you probably have never experienced a real pump, but Zig told this story. It's become such a central part in my own thinking about how we attain success. And I have a pump. I purchased a pump not that long ago, probably three or four months ago that we have mounted on an old wash basin stand right here in front of the sanctuary. So when you come here to visit us at the sanctuary, make sure that you check out the pump. You can walk up there and pump it and think about what in your own life has adapted to the principle of the pump. But Zig talks about that. You know, when you you come on a pump, you know, a lot of times there's a bucket with a little bit of water sitting there. Well, if you're really thirsty, what is your first thought? You're going to drink the water. Well, the water's kind of stale and hot because it's been sitting there a long time, so it's not even that good. But The idea is you need to pour that water down the pump shaft so it moistens the diaphragm way down in there so that it has more suction. That's what you do. And a lot of times when we start something, the same principle is true. We got to put a little something in to start with. You don't just start reaping the benefit. You got to put a little something in. So you pour that little bit of water in there. It moistens that diaphragm. It expands so that when you move the pump handle, there's more suction pulling that water up. And then you start pumping and you pump and you pump and you pump and you pump. And my goodness, you finally get tired. And you think, ah, I'm just going to start pumping. But Zigel' tell you, don't do that. Don't do that. The thing is, you don't know where the water is. You don't know if the water is still 200 feet down or if it's only 20 feet down, almost ready to start flowing through that pump where you're going to get that pure, clean, pure, cold water that starts coming through. You don't know. So you got to keep pumping. You got to keep going. So if it's more than 48 days, hey, absolutely. Keep pumping. Don't stop. Keep pumping. You don't know where the water is. You want it to come on up through there. Now, here's the rest of the story with that. My kids did listen to Zig Ziglar talk about the story of the pump, talked about getting cooked in the squat, all those other wonderful, wonderful stories that he tells as he unfolds the principles for really being at the top. I certainly strongly recommend that you do this, not only for yourself, but for your wife, for your husband, for your children. For your grandchildren. I mean, my grandchildren are hearing the same stories. But here's how that took root. Now our kids complained, bellyached about having to listen to that positive thinking stuff. Thinking, stinking thinking, check up from the neck up. All those little coin, quote uh, phrases, cliches that Zig always used. But here's where that led. Today, my son, Kevin, hosts the Zig Ziglar podcast. He has on every week. Zig's son, Tom, who now heads the Ziggler Corporation, they play a little clip of Zig with one of these old stories and then they unpack it. Kevin, that little kid in the back seat of my car who complained about listening to Zig Ziggler, now works with the Ziggler Corporation doing their major marketing and they're doing some real innovative things. He's there. I love how that's unfolded. I love how those seeds were planted. And even though there seemed to be resistance at the time, they have taken root. And now I've come full circle where he is working with Zig's son. I love the fact that I, I loved Zig and his messages uh, took Kevin to see Zig live when he was probably about 12 or 13 years old the first time. But over the years uh, he heard more and more of those messages and now he's actually working with the team there. Hey, I got another book recommendation for you here. Another audio for you that I did not know was available. I looked for a particular book title that wasn't there, but up popped Dream Job by Dan Meller. Now, Dream Job was a program that I did with Nightingale Conan a couple years ago. It's a six and a half hour audio program on how to find your dream job. It's the very best of what I've got, the compilation of things out of 48 Days to the Work You Love, No More Mondays, Rutter of the Day, Wisdom Meets Passion. It's a compilation of principles out of all those. How to find your dream job. And it's available through our friends at audible.com. I did not know it was there. So you can again go to audiblepodcastcom slash 48 days, and you can choose as your free download, the full six and a half hour program dream job that I did with Nightingale Conan. I'm delighted to see it there. Just wasn't aware that it was there. Now here's my next story. This comes from Nick Pablitas. Now Nick is an attorney. They live up in um, just outside of Boston in Massachusetts. A great guy. He just posted on one of our closed Facebook groups, one of our masterminds. He said, I'd like to take a brief moment to celebrate a small failure with you. I've been starting to record new episodes of confessions of a terrible husband. And, and incidentally, I need to give you a little background. He is an attorney came to one of our events here, came to coaching with excellence and just wanted to learn how to be more effective in coaching and wanted to move into that as part of his law practice But he saw here something that he hadn't experienced before, went back home, he tells very openly the story on his site, Confessions of a Terrible Husband, um, the impact that it had seen what Joanne and I have in our marriage, and he started this website and blog and podcast, Confessions of a Terrible Husband. It has exploded for him in its popularity and in addressing a nerve both on the the sides of wives and husbands for helping them be more effective in their communication and their marriages doing a great job. I love what Nick is doing. So he says, I've been starting to record new episodes of confessions of a terrible husband. And as part of that, want to interview people who have been successful in business and marriage who people might identify as a leader or business person, but might not know how dedicated they are to their spouses. So I decided on Friday to email Bill Gates, a quick Google search, got me the media relations department of the Gates foundation. So I emailed them. I got an auto response saying that it, this isn't from a professional journalist. Please email the main info line. So I forwarded to the main info line. Today, today I got a response, a no, but a fail forward. No, a no that told me that the media relations department thought enough of the request to forward the message to Bill Gates, private communications manager and encouraging. No, here's the response in full. So he moved forward those steps saying, no, no, thank you, blah, 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 you know, gatekeepers. Here's the response he got. I support communications for Bill Gates private office and received your inquiry from the Gates foundation media file. I have to say this truly is a unique request. We are so appreciative of your interest in interviewing bill for your podcast, but we will unfortunately have to decline. His time is incredibly limited. So he has asked us to prioritize interviews that further the causes of the foundation we wish you the best of luck with your podcast and happy holidays. So that is a no. And Nick framed it as a small failure. But here's my response to Nick. I said, Nick, I love the way you frame this as a small failure. And yep, it's those small failures that open the door to the big successes that make everyone wonder how you were so lucky. I mean, isn't that the way it goes? You go through small failures. Ask, ask, set yourself up, invest a little money, spend some time. You know, those things may look like failures, but they're the an inevitable part of the process that then leads to success. My goodness, I could go through, I could spend hours going through the things I did that were failures. But along the way, you know, I met great people like Zig Ziglar, Mark Victor Hansen, and of course, lots of other current contemporary guys now that have influenced my life greatly and those connections opened the doors to new opportunities i did try lots of things that failed i mean from door-to-door selling to having my own vending machines you know to health and fitness center there was a major crash and burn i mean but i I didn't sit there wringing my hands about those things i knew that they were stepping stones to what ultimately would be success aaron walker who's one of our coaches came to coaching with excellence as really just established himself. As a matter of fact, I was uh, tickled this morning and doing some Google searches. I kept having his site pop up. It's view from the top view from the top. He's coaching and he is rocking and rolling, but he's, he's everywhere all of a sudden. I mean, he came out of nowhere as a coach started in May uh, is that an incredible success story already? But Aaron says, this is one of the things that drives him. He says, I'm more afraid of missing an opportunity than I am a failure. Is that a great statement or what? I'm more afraid of missing an opportunity than I am a failure. You know, here, here's one of my old favorite pieces that kind of addresses this. Bet Bette Midler, listen, listen to this just a little bit. Boy, there is so much meaning in that. It's the heart of freedom breaking that never takes a chance. I love where that goes. I love how that unfolds in that old Bette Midler song there. Well, let's move on. I want to tell you about a couple other stories here real quickly, and then we're going to wrap up. John Schober. John is another coach. He said, I just met with a prospective client who's 73 years old. He's, an ID influencer dominant on the disc. And he goes on some of the other things that characterize this person by trade. He's a former helicopter pilot in a Vietnam era. He spent the last 30 years as a financial planner. He currently is mostly retired and works seasonally as a tax preparer for tax preparation service provider. He's in great health, full of energy by his own assessment. He has now listen to how this is framed. By his own assessment, a 73-year-old guy, he has everything he wants and doesn't want to do anything more than he's currently doing. As we talked today, I ask him, maybe you don't need anything else, but what if someone needs you? This seemed to hit a real chord with him as he pondered the possibility that maybe his retirement and disengagement from productive life was actually a detriment to somebody that he should be helping. I love how that's framed. He says, and John is asking, he's asking in our coaching group, if you had a client who was in this position and is fully capable of more productivity and was open to the possibility that they in fact should be more productive, what would you tell them? Whose life would you ask them to consider emulating? Well, John, my goodness. I mean, John could, John could spend the remainder of his own life around that theme What if you, the theme for your coaching was simply, maybe you don't need anything else, but what if someone else needs you? I mean, I love that. It it goes to the heart of the American view of work, which is essentially, I'll just do this until I have enough for my own needs. And then I'll retire, you know, unplug from productivity. Now, I, I think John, you're on the right track with this guy. Don't make it about making more money, but make it about being more effective in living out his own purpose and calling help him clarify what that is. And then the application will become clear. Well, there's another book that really addresses that that I recommend as well. And that's halftime by Bob Buford moving from success to significance. Bob talks about in his own life, midlife selling the company business. They were in TV and cable sold the business for millions and millions of dollars. He obviously didn't need to make any more money. But then he was confronted with that issue. Okay, what gets me up in the morning? What am I going to do with my life so that I still have a life that is meaningful, purposeful, productive? What am I going to do? So he talks about that. Again, that's one of those. You can just go to audiblepodcast.com 48 days. Get a copy of Halftime by Bob Buford. Great book, great process to walk you through, thinking through if you're at that point at halftime. I mean, whether or not money is an issue is a side, is a side category. It's how do you continue a life of productivity so that you continue to have an impact and leave a legacy. One more quick story. This comes from Karen O'Donnell. Karen came to, she's been to a couple of our events now, but she came, sat in the back, didn't say much. She's a dentist in Chicago, really feeling like she wanted to move on to something else, something that would be more fun and just a new season in her life. Joanne, my wife started talking to her and told her how engaging it was when Karen would tell stories. We'd have people tell a little bit about themselves and Karen would just leave everybody on the edge of their seat because the way that she would tell stories. Well, she has now started Homewood stories just South of Chicago where she has monthly events where people come together and tell stories. Now we had the delightful privilege of being there just last week at one of those monthly story and telling events. It was phenomenal. It was, it was so much fun. Now it's a, it's like a dinner theater. So you can order dinner, which we did. We ate, we had some other friends that joined us there. Mike and Kim Galvin who live in Chicago, they joined us there and we had dinner together and then spent the evening with Karen's, Homewood stories, where there was a succession of people who came up and told stories. But I mean, this is a real art. This is a massive explosion of creativity. And it's something that Joanne helped Karen recognize in herself, the creativity involved in her storytelling. She is still a dentist. She hasn't unplugged that as a major source of her income, but she's developing this storytelling and is seen in that, even though she got into it just as something that she really enjoyed, here's what happens. So you do put it together, a storytelling event. There's no fee for coming. The inevitable outcome of that is people are going to say, I wish I could tell my story like that. Well, Karen has started doing personal coaching and workshops for storytelling. It's just the natural outcome of doing something that you do that you would just do for the pure pleasure of it. But all of a sudden the money starts showing up in unexpected ways. Love what she's doing there. Love what's happening there. Incidentally, uh, Karen's story is told in Joanne's new book, Be Your Finest Art. Now, Be Your Finest Art, there's not an audio version of that available. I joke with Joanne about that, that she ought to do an audio version, but the book is so visual, I'm not sure how we could capture it in doing just an audio presentation. The book is full of artwork and illustrations that kind of bring out the points about how you do release your own creativity, how you find that and how you release that you can find that if you just go to the 48days.com site, just 48days.com slash B-Y-F-A. Be Your Finest Art. A lot of information there. There's some audio and video that you can watch there with uh, Joanna and Dorsey, who co-wrote the book with her, talking about it and give you some ideas about how to release your own creativity. Now, everybody that I've talked to, talked about today has been here at the sanctuary. Well, with the exception of the authors of the books. But everybody I've talked about has been here for a live event. I mean, these are people who have have taken action on moving closer to their dreams. They've invested in themselves to help shape what it is that they're going to do to move into their dream life. Now we've got all of our events for 2015 are already up on our calendar. If you just go to 48 days.com slash live events, you can see them there. Choose what it is you're going to come to that can put you on the path of some of these people that I've been talking about today. Now here, I'm going to give you four tips and we're going to close with this. I'm going to give you four tips on how to find your greatest potential. Number one, what is in you that's not in anyone else? Number two, what have you tried that others have not? Number three, what do you dream about when money is not a focus? Number four, What do you do that makes you forget about time? Now you've recognized in there, I've not said anything about what is it you can make a hundred thousand dollars doing that comes much later. If that's where you start, you're going to be disappointed and frustrated guaranteed. You start with the things that come naturally. So I'll go through those once again and then we're going to wrap up. Number one, what's, in you that is not in anyone else? Number two, what have you tried that others have not? Number three, what do you dream about when money is not a focus? Number four, what do you do that makes you forget about time? Now remember, as we close the year out and roll into a brand new, wonderful, opportunistic year, remember our quotation for today. If your dreams do not scare you, they're not big enough. I'm going to close today with the song, the 48 days song from gifty song. I've talked about them. I talked yesterday with Tristan Manning, who won a free song from gifty song and then Todd and Elliot. And, and what he did then is purchased another one that he's going to give. Well, I guess, yeah, I can say this. We're past Cause he was going to have a song written for his wife for Christmas. But if you check out, the, the guys at Gifty Song are friends there. And I'm going to wrap up today's show with this. Again, encouraging you, make those dreams big enough that they do scare you. But get ready for a spectacular year. 2015 is right upon us. Make it a wonderful year.
0: Stuck in the J-O-B Can someone set me free? I've had enough of this This life is meaningless These hours don't pay enough This work is just so tough I need to get away The clock is ticking So don't delay It's gonna take your whole heart It's gonna take all you've got Make